Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. I'm so excited. I, I um, whoo, it's really bad. It's really bad when you feel like God is just messing with you. This morning we had corporate prayer. I was a hot mess. And I was like, Lord, how am I supposed to teach your people if I can't even get my words out of my mouth? How's that going to work? Amen. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here with you guys because I truly believe that the word that I have here um, is something that is personal to me. And I feel like the Lord has been showing me over the course of this year. Um, something very interesting. I, I've been serving God, as Pastor Rose said, for about eight years now. And uh, I grew up in the church. I grew up in the church since I was eight years old. And uh, I can say that what I've experienced now in this year has transformed my life in such a way that I praise God first for his goodness, second for his patience, and uh, and for his love because he loves me more than anybody can even my mother who birthed me and that's the truth and my mother loves me I'm her favorite out of the two I'll send this to my sister later she's gonna laugh because I'm her favorite after out of the two um and I just feel like the Lord I I, I really was taught you know the Lord this week was really messing with me and telling and I felt like Lord like this this subject is something that we've heard over and over and over and over and over again like seriously it has and but he reminded me, he reminded me, he's like, listen, I don't need you to be, Pastor Ruth put up something, he's like, I don't need you to be a theologian, I don't need you, I need you to share what God has done for you. And in this past year, God has done more than I can ever imagine, and we were actually having a conversation, because I'm like, if this is the, it, I'm, I feel like I'm at a peak, and I'm like, I can live right here, in your love, right here. I don't ever have to see anything again, I'm good right here. But we're going to see that the word says that even when we get to that place, he says the Holy Spirit will show you for you to understand his love for you. And still with that, you won't understand it. And I'm like, I can live right here, though, Lord. And I'm excited. I'm excited to share this with you guys. And I I hope that you receive it and understand that this is not this is heavy in my heart and heavy in my process, even in my journey here with the Lord. You know, Um, and. With that being said, I'm just going to pray, and then we'll get into it. And when I finish praying, amen. Lord, I bless you, and I thank you, oh God, because you are just so worthy to be praised, oh Lord. I'm, I'm excited, Lord, and I am honored and privileged that you have chosen me to be your vessel today, oh God. I ask you, Lord, that you may penetrate hearts, oh God, that my words, oh God, may not come from me, oh God, but your Holy Spirit may just take in this place, oh God. Saturate the walls of everyone's heart in this place, oh God. That they may get to know you for who you are and for who you want who you want them to know you, oh God. That you want them to know who you are. Not who they've heard, oh God, of you. Not who they think of you, oh God. But who you are, oh God, as I go through this uh, message today, oh Lord. I ask you that you may be glorified, oh God. That we may constantly listen to you, oh God. And understand, oh God, it is all about you. It is always about you. In the name of Jesus, oh God, I pray, Lord. Amen and amen. Amen. Um, 
Can I just ask one thing? John, my husband, can you shut this off? Because uh, it's twiddling. Um, so I'm excited, guys. So as I was putting through my message, I, 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 got, I, I was taken back to a place. And how many 80s babies do we have in this place? 80s babies. Yes, yes, I know. And I was reminded, you know, because this, you know, we're in Christmas. And, of course, there was a remake of a classic, which is our Nintendo. And the new kids think the graphics are cool, but I'm good with that one face, you know, that one dimension game. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that one face dimension. And, um, and I was, as I was, uh, you know, meditating on what God was wanting me to share with you guys, I was like, Lord, like, what does Mario have to do with what I'm trying to say? Um, and praise God that four days later he gave me, and we're going to get that to, that to the end, but um, I'm going to read with you guys actually from 1 John 4, 13 through 19. And uh, I want you to listen to this because this truly changed my life. I grew up in the church at a different point, um, and they, I was taught different things, and I don't blame the church for what they taught me. I don't. I don't blame the church. I don't blame anybody for what they taught me. It was what they did with what they had at the time. And I'm good with that. But sometimes I think when we read into the word for ourselves and we figure out what, you know, the, the real root of what it's saying, it will blow your mind. And this is exactly what happened to me. When I read this, I was so excited. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this will blow everything out of the water. And I pray that it does the same for you. Amen. First John, uh, First John chapter 4. Uh, verse, we're actually going to go through from 9 to 19. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we may have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and him in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love, who live in love, live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment where we can face with the confidence because we, like, we live like Jesus here in this world. And I want you guys to pay attention to this because this would really blew my mind. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this love that we have not fully, ex and we, and I'm sorry, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. Now, verse 18, um, really blew my mind. I'm going to walk you guys through a place where I want you guys to really get the gist of it and understand. I do paper notes. It's just easier for me. <laughs> Amen. I know it's a little old school, but that's the way I roll. So as I mentioned before, we were talking about Nintendo and I started thinking about like, Lord, like we have three main characters in Nintendo. We actually have a, I'm going to take you guys back for a minute. I want you to visualize who are the characters of Nintendo 
And we have Mario, Luigi, the princess, Bowser, and that turtle thing that I even knew it had a name. And it does. Koopa Tropa. Okay. So the idea of Mario is really all to capture, to save the princess. Everything has to do with saving the princess. He goes through these worlds. He goes through these obstacles. He goes through, I think it's 32 boards. Don't quote me on that. And he goes to save the princess. And then we have, he fights against Bowser in every, you know, in every uh, world, right? World 1, 4, 2, 4, 3, 4, and so on and so forth, right? All the way to 8, 4. But every time he gets to the ones before 8, 4, he grabs her and he takes her again. Bowser grabs her and takes her again. And I'm like, Lord, that's crazy. I'm like, why would Mario put himself through this torture of fighting for the princess in every world? Why? And I was like, man, I said, and then when we play the game, right, we, we, we Mario. You know, we're jumping with the remote control. We're praying to God that we don't get hit by one of those turtles. We're stomping stuff out. I banged on the floor. I remember as a kid, I used to bang on the floor. Look, look. We, we catching those mushrooms to grow bigger. And I'm, this is the very basic one, right, because they come out with Mario 2, 3, 4. The graphics get better. You can go behind the scenes. It's, it's crazy. I don't like any of that. This is the one I love, and this is the one I stick to when I play. And we get excited, and we're, and we're constantly trying to figure it out, right? Trying to figure out where the, the, you know, the mysterious ones are. You know how you sometimes get on the top, and you bump up, and then all of a sudden this block shows up? That's what we do. And we go through, and we go through life this way, and I'm like, man, I'm like, Lord, but why does Mario continue to put himself through this? And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, it got to be for love, right? Right? Why else would you jump through hoops? It got to be for love. Think about it. He goes through every world swimming, those big fishes coming after him, you know, in the water world, and it's got to be for love. Why would, you, why would you not go through the trouble if it wasn't for love? And this type of love, and I, I'm going to compare it to Jesus' love for us because that's the way it came to me. The love that I'm speaking about is not the love that is for the faint of heart. That's not the love I'm speaking about. That's not the love that Jesus has for us. That's not the one I'm talking about. That's not, I'm not talking about the one that we have a perception of that the society tells us what love is. Because society, I was listening to some of 90s music. I'm not going to lie to y'all because you know we grew up on that stuff. We got some jar rule in there talking about love is blind, love is pain. And I'm like, wow, who wants to know about this love? Even the other day, I was, I was listening to a lyric of Taylor Swift, and one of her lyrics, I was like, whoa. One of her lyrics was like, boys don't love love unless it's torture. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where do we get that from? And as I go through this, and I'm like, Lord, this does, just doesn't make sense. This is not the type of watered-down love that we have experienced in our lives with people with our parents, with our cousins, with our families. It's not this type of love. It's not a love at a whim where you get butterflies and then tomorrow you're like, I'm no longer in love with you anymore. That's not the type of love we're talking about. God doesn't talk about that type of love. It is not a fearful love either. If we go back to verse 18, he says, if you are, having, if you are worried about being fearful in love, then you have not been made perfect in my love. I don't know about y'all, I grew up in a time of the church where they pretty much 
beat fear into you for you to have a relationship with the Lord. That's what it was. And I thank God that through God's grace in that circumstance, the seed was still placed within me. Amen? Even though man kind of messed it up a little bit. Right? But God's seed was still placed in me. And he, and he, and, and I yearned for him regardless of that, which is crazy. But it's because his word says that his words don't come back void. Period. And I know I used to sleep my hangovers over in church when I was a teenager. This is what I used to do. And still with that, it penetrated. You know, the perpetual question of what is love, and we think about fear. And, I, and in my mind, I'm like, Lord, how does that make sense for me to fear you in order for me to love you? Because if we put that in a human standard, if somebody's being abused, that's not love. We say it all the time. It's not love. And that's, and that's why I'm like, why do we take what we have learned in our society and place it on you? Like, if that's the truth. It isn't the truth. One day when I was on the, on the train, I... I you know, I was just meditating on the Lord and really just his love and his trying to understand. And I'm like, Lord, like, like your word says God is love. Your word says that you are love. And I'm like, okay, Lord, this sounds good, right? We put it on our little post-its. We put it on mugs. We put it on post-its. You know, we put it on frames. Like, yes, God is love. And I'm like, all right, Lord. And, and you know, and then 1 Corinthians 13 is classic to be read at weddings you know it's classic and 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 it's almost like and i i'm 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 a i'm at fault for this too because sometimes i'm like lord maybe sometimes we don't take your word as it is living and sometimes yeah we we we, we're so quick to put it on billboards and even you know and and say hey that's cute oh that's a cute saying that's a cute meme because that's what we into now right those are cute memes like and I'm like, maybe we just don't take it as it's living. And the Lord really just messes with me when I'm on the train, I'm on the bus, and it's hard to keep your boogers in and your tears in when there's 50,000 people during rush hour, you know? No, I'm serious. I'll be messed. People be staring at me. I'm like, oh, Lord, why are you messing with me? And when I heard, he said, he's a 1 Corinthians 13, and we all know it, right? Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices wherever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures everything through every circumstance. 1 John 4, 8. God is love. And while I'm on the bus on my way over the Verrazano Bridge, I I hear the Lord say, you know, that first Corinthians 13, that it's me. Those are my attributes, my characteristics. That's who I am. And I'm like, Lord, I never thought about it like that because we always see it uh, as a word on pages. And I'm like, but... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, right? Because First John, First John four eight says God is love, and and then it says love is. So God is God is all these things in First Corinthians thirteen. And I'm excited, and I, and I get excited. And last week the Holy Spirit moved, and I was like, Lord, like wow, man, and and you know that was life changing for me in my own personal journey, just to be able to share with you guys. And 
And I tell the Lord, I'm like, wow, I, I you know, it, you know, Christmas is coming and we celebrate these times and we celebrate this, this, this festival and, and we get excited. And I'm like, and the Lord just reminded me, like, you understand that it's not just the day that I was born or a day that I sent my son. It's not just that day. It's a day that love wins. And we take those four, that four-letter word and we make it into this watered-down thing. I've been on a kick for a while. I tell you, the Lord has been really transforming me this past year. And, I, and it's, he's like, love wins because love is enough to compel. You understand that your creator left his throne. We think about Bill Gates. Bill Gates, probably one of the richest men in the world. You think about him leaving every comfort at his disposal. For a people. And that is exactly what your creator did. Not because he knew you would love him. But because he loved you. Because he loved you. We focus on, on, on Easter Sunday. Amen. That is, the, that is our faith. Right? That Jesus came. He died. He resurrected. That was the biggest. One of the biggest victories. But I'm here to tell you too. That the day that that child was born unto us. Was a day that love won too. Because he decided, I think sometimes we get this, this picture in our brain that Easter was the day that he decided. He, I'm even, I'm even, I'm even going to say to you that he decided even way before that. He just became flesh on the day he was born. Because he loves you. Because he is patient. Because he is kind. Because, he is je- because he's not jealous. He's not boastful. He's not proud. This is what he is. He's not any of those things but because of you. Because he first loved us, not because we loved him. And I'll tell you, we're st- we sit here today and we're, we love Jesus. There's a lot of people in this world who don't love Jesus. And he still came and he did it for them. You know, I pray that these words really just penetrate within you. That your heart really starts to pump again to understand that there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. It does not matter. It is a very freeing feeling when you know that there is no fear in love. When you know, when you allow the Holy Spirit to come into every single part of you and fill that. There is nothing more freeing. And I'm telling you because I've experienced this. I've experienced this in my life in the past year. I've experienced these things that no longer am I fearful what somebody's going to say about me because my creator loves me. He won for me. He won for you. He won for every deep part of you. That's why he won. That's why he did it. That's why he came. He came to win for you. He chases us. Each and every one of you, he chases. He chases each and every one of us without exhausting, without thinking about it twice. There's a song that I, I, a worship song that I listen to all the time that he's, that the the worshiper says this. He says, not one day have you doubted the, the one you've chose. Not one day has he doubted you. 
Not one day has he thought about it twice. Oh, well, you know, I don't know because that one's not listening and I'm going to walk away. If we truly believe that there is no fear in God, there is no fear in love, there is no fear that can separate us from him. Even if you come out with only one thing and one thing only, and if you guys understand, if we all understood, if we were to replace 1 Corinthians 13, everything and just place Jesus' name in that spot, that alone will transform your life. He says, he goes, and it's funny because I was reading it and, and, the, and some versions pray, put it differently. And one of them is love is patient, which is, or some versions say love is long-suffering. It suffers long for you. He suffers long for you. Not because he gives up on the chase. Because he's waiting for you to allow him to penetrate that area in your life. That's all he's doing is waiting for you. You know, and I am, and I, I praise God because I am a living testament of this. Uh, this past year, the Lord has shown me some stuff. And last year, he spoke to me. And, and this year, I finally said, all right, Lord, you know what? You, you, you win. I'm no longer going to hide this from you. Because you are love. And you did it for me. And with that, with me being able to surrender these things, the Lord has opened up my eyes to so many things. I'm telling you that I feel like I am at a peak and I'm good right here and I want to live right here. And even with that, he says, it's, it's just to think that there's more to that than this, than what I am going through right now. Ephesians 3, 12, 19 says this, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should, so you should feel honored. This is Apostle Paul. When I think of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of heaven, everything in heaven and earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with the inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow deep into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all of the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. His Holy Spirit will show you. Once you allow him to penetrate those areas of you. He will show you to come into completion of understanding God's love for you. Because no longer do you have to live in fear. No longer you have to be in shame. No longer you feel like you're not good enough. No longer can you say you can't make it. No longer does that occur here because the Holy Spirit will come in, make God's love perfect within you. You know, we, we, we have so many things stacked up against us. When it comes to our society and the things that we hear and the stuff that we feed ourselves all the time. And there's a very um, famous verse in the Bible where it talks about, you know, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I mean, there's even movies that quote that, right? And this past week as I was meditating on the Lord and I'm like, wow, God, that's, that's, that's interesting. You know, yeah, I've heard that before. You know, it sounds good. And it all goes back to us thinking that, you know, sometimes they're just words on a page, you know? And I felt that when the Lord was like, when you know this truth, 
that there is no fear in love. That will set you free. That will set you free. When you know that there's no fear in love, that will set you free. You're no longer worried about, Lord, am I good enough? Am I not good enough? What am I doing? What am I not doing? No, 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 no. You know, he loves us. He doesn't give chase. He doesn't. He chases. He chases. And that is the root of the gospel. The root of the gospel is literally God's love for us. And I know it's hard sometimes for us to understand and comprehend it because, you know, celebrities throw around the word love. One minute I feel good, the next minute I don't, you know. And I I, I challenge you guys today to kind of shift away from that and really root yourself in God's love. Because the truth of the matter is that we really don't know what we're doing. We really don't. But God's word says that God is love. And it gives us a definition of that. And he knows what he's doing because he created it. Sometimes we feel like foolish and stuff. And, and, you know, I've been there. You know, there's times where, you know, I'm going to throw my husband out there. Sometimes he's not so lovable. (laughs) Right? Sometimes he's not so lovable. But if I am called, if I am called in God's love to love him, then guess what I have to be? I have to be patient, kind, not proud, not boastful. Patient, did I say that already? Long-suffering. No longer do we need to be perfect because we're scared or we're scared of retaliation of what the Lord might do. Because verse 18 says it perfectly, there is no fear in love. And if that's the only thing you guys walk out here with, I'm good. Because that truth alone is mind-blowing. It's heart-transforming. You will walk out of these walls and think about, Lord, there is no fear in love. I'm going to step out and walk it out. And I... You know, there's no fear. Like, yeah, I'm going to screw up. Yeah, I'm going to mess up. Yeah, I might, you know, slip a curse here or two. You know, yeah, I might just, you know, but there's no fear because your perfect love shows me. And not because those things are correct or because, you know, there's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we can pick ourselves back up and know that our creator still loves us. You know, this is, this is one of those things where I'm like, Lord, like, you're just too good. And, and the chase of it all and the chase that Jesus does for us and how much he loves us and how much he suffers for us and how much he wants to just embrace us and love us and his Holy Spirit just come around and just hug us. Like that's really all he wants is just to embrace us and show you that he is the one that can fulfill all those things. And he is the one that can ch- transform your mind like you wouldn't believe. And, and you know, I, as I was thinking about the chase and I was thinking about what the Lord was saying and I went to Isaiah 40, 28, and he says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He does not faint or grow weary. He's never going to stop loving you. 
whether you turn around and acknowledge that he's there or not. He will chase you. Even in the deepest parts of you. Even in the unlovable places. I mean, I know you guys, I've shared this with you guys before. I've been clubbing. I used to go clubbing all the time. Woo! Meaning love, used to love to go clubbing. I know I don't look it, right? Because I look. But I did. I did. Jenny would testify. Jenny knew me a long time. I used to drag her out. And I remember the Lord. There's no place that he wouldn't go for you. You know, with my beer in my hand, to my two-step, in the middle of a club. And I hear the Lord say this to me. What are you doing here? You don't belong here. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. Music sounding. Everything going around me, right? I'm two-stepping with my drink in my hand. Right? And that's what he says to me. And then I thought I didn't hear, I thought I didn't hear correctly. Because I'm like, that couldn't have come through the, you know, the speaker. And the Lord says it again. What are you doing here? You don't belong here. You belong to me. And in true human fashion, I said, oh, that sounds good, Lord. I'm going to two-step my way over here. And yet he was patient. I wish I could tell you, man, I heard that voice and I ran to the church. That didn't happen. I two-stepped my way for another, I don't know, four or five years. And he still chased me. And not to say this, I, 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 not to just bring it back to Mario, because even with that, I was like, Lord, Mario, that's a stretch for me to even include that in what you're trying to say. Thursday, Wednesday, I was meeting Jenny. I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, I'm meditating. I'm writing. People think I'm crazy. I'm stopping traffic and stuff. And I'm writing, and I, and I said, Lord, I said, well, how am I going to tie Mario into all of this? How am I going to, you know, like, it doesn't make sense. I want to start with him. It makes sense. It's cute. It's funny. And then he took me back to this. He goes, as Mario chases for the princess and goes through his obstacles to get to her, and although she keeps getting snatched out of his grip, my son chases for you. And I said, wow, Lord, like, that's pretty practical. And then I'm like, yeah, but the obstacles that are in the way are really, like, obstacles that are placed in Mario's way. You know, but we know that nothing's impossible for you. And then I was like, you know what? I said, maybe we could use it this way. Maybe those obstacles that are in the way of what Jesus is trying to get at you or tell you or, or get to you is us putting our own fears in his way. Our own ugliness. I mean, let's be honest. Some of us, I know for me, sometimes I don't even want to live with myself, let alone have somebody else come live with me. John is blessed 10 years, you know what I'm saying? You know, and I'm here to tell you today that he chases you because there is no fear in love. You don't have to worry. He chases you till he gets to you. He chases you, you allow him to come in. And when you allow him to come in, he will transform your life in a way that you wouldn't even imagine. And I say that eight years standing here. I'm not saying it's going to be immediate. I am saying though. It's worth it. It's worth it. 
He's worth it. And as we come to a close, and I know we're over time, um, but as we come to a close and ask uh, Jane and, you know, the worship team, and, you know, I want you guys just to meditate, just to understand that you're worth it for him. You were worth it for him from the beginning of time. You were worth it. And as you allow his love and his Holy Spirit to penetrate those inner parts of you, all those things will cast out all those fears, guys. I, I, I say this with conviction. I say this because I, I'm living this now in this year that has passed. And I'm like, Lord, wow, like your love. I wish you guys can feel, I wish we can all feel what we feel up here. And I was having a conversation with Pastor and we were talking about something. And he's like, there's nobody who can ever convince you that you will be separated from the love of God. Nope. Last year, two years ago, somebody might have convinced me. And I'm just being honest. This past year, nobody. Nobody can convince me about how good he is and how much he loves me and how much he has creeped in and changed my life. Nobody can come and convince me that we can be separated from God's love, from God's grace. Nobody. I'm going to ask you guys to bow your heads and Lord, we We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.